Jason, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! I gotta tell you, uh-huh. you've been doing that yell uh-huh. for about four years now. Yeah. But dang, it's good to see you do it back in studio. I know, it's different when it's like three feet across the table, <laughs> isn't it? So I don't even know how to stand right now. We're within social distancing space from one another. It's really weird, but it's good. It's good. Welcome it's good. back to the studio. And you know how people should celebrate? They should celebrate by going to see our friends at Budget Blinds Elite Summit, the home of Signature Series Shades. I got another one for you. All hail. Our robot shade overlords. All right, now I feel like the world really is coming back. We are. We're, nature is healing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard a rumor. Uh huh. That long-awaited second retail physical location of budget blinds mm-hmm. is happening. So it's getting ready to open. So if you're on that other side of the state line, or you've got family and friends over there, and they need to go visit them and get the signature series shades for their home. They can do it. Did you hear that rumor from a Stoddard-shaped birdie? I did. Ah. I figured that was probably the... That, you probably wouldn't pass on just a completely unsubstantiated, unproven rumors. And there you are. Good journalist you are. But here we are. So now, if you are in Overland Park, or anywhere on the Kansas side, or here in the great, great city of Lee Summit, you have a budget blinds available to you in a short distance. And so what are you going to do, Nick? They need to go and see our friends at Budget Blinds at Lee Summit. Tell them Jason Nick sent you. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who does not need nine pitchers to get through a regulation-length baseball game. It is Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. I know I'm supposed to usually follow up with your joke. But you don't get it here? No, I get it. But you're mad But here's the problem. What? Are you still mad at me? No, I'm still getting used to you being back in the studio, and like, I don't know how to make real eye contact with you. (laughs) Well, here's like, the, like I'm not looking at you through a screen, and yeah. so like actually having you here is freaking me out. It man. is a little weird, but we are back together, uh, back in person, back in the studio, as uh, as the good Lord intended. All hail uh, the studio and and our, our our lovely robot shade sponsors. But we are we are back together. Yeah. So I went to a baseball game. I watched a apparently team record for the Detroit Tigers. Nine pitchers pitch a nine inning game. Because apparently they didn't believe in the lead they had, and and it's like I'm not going to get in. Like I got I got to be the guest of a big corporate sponsor and have really nice seats and all that. But that was the most interminable game that I have been to in very very many years. Well, it was awful. My jealousy of your seats was tempered by the fact that our team was getting shelled, right? And it took like seven hours. Yeah, it you was. Had to watch nine pitchers. We we got shelled. We left thirteen runners on base. The other team used nine pitchers. It took forever. It was. It's that old joke, you know. It's like they they. Uh, it's horrible food and such small portions. Is that sort of same thing? It was like an awful game, but it was so long. <laughs> Anyway, publisher, link to Lee Summit, the source for all the news you need about this very fine city and our unofficial sponsor today, I'm going to get a little moment here serious, is mental health services and taking care of your mental health. There's been, uh, uh, my wife lost a friend uh, to suicide this last week, and I want you to know, look, the pandemic is overish, or at least we're coming out of it in a lot of ways, and there's a lot of people that are vaccinated, what have you. That does not mean that we are not still struggling with, like, 
the pandemic, the changes, the aftermath, all of those things. Or any of the myriad of other mental health issues that right. are out there. And we have talked repeatedly over the years to mental health professionals about how to deal with it. We've had our good friend Carrie Gray on a bunch of times to talk about it. Maybe we're due to do that again. It's like how to we're make probably, that adjustment back to real life. Sort I, think, of thing. I think Carrie needs to come back. And if you are struggling... Go get help. Call somebody. Get something as soon as possible. Don't wait. It's too important, and we would miss you if you're gone. So don't. Just get the thing. And that's all I got to say on that. I don't want to get any more details. But, man, just it's it's still struggling. I'm struggling. I know. I mean, like, you know, Nick, you just mentioned it's weird being in the same room with someone. Like, this eye contact thing is weird and all that. And that's the, the littlest kindest, you know, first worldish problems that we could possibly have. But yet there it is. It's like, this is whole thing is like, we've had this, we had this huge adjustment out of sort of normal life into the pandemic life. And now we're starting to make our adjustments back in. And that stuff just, it's not easy. Even if it's like we welcome it and we welcome, we want to do it. If you need help, man, get help, do it. And don't hesitate. I, there's nothing to add there, man. So there you go. Nothing, That's the, that was the most serious in, unofficial sponsor we've ever had. But necessary, I think. I, I think that's one thing where I'm proud of that that we we have done over the years is that we kind of we, we try to keep that so that subject in the front there, forefront. As, so. as long as I'm I'm achieving my goal of creating extra work for Nick after every episode, this is the first one. Put the note down. We need to call Carrie Gray. We need to get her back on. She's our she's our podcast therapist. She's going to come on and help I, us. I, I think we're due for another Carrie visit. Hey, Jason, you know, a lot of times we talk about what's going on at City Hall, on the dais there for the City Council. We're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to go back, and we're going to talk today some goings-on over at the Stansbury Leadership Center and the Lee Summit R7 School. There's just a little just a little catch-up, I think. And one of them, the first thing we're going to talk about, Jason, or, or, and you wanted to bring this up, but I think it's really – we're going to bring it up because I think it is a call to action for you and I. I think what we're learning is maybe, Jason, we need to go find some people and we need to help get a real and meaningful conversation going to try to try to dig in on some stuff. Right. And so I, I will say this. I think that there, what I wanted to focus on, I and mean, I don't want to get into the sort of the uh, the meat of the subject matter itself, because I don't think either you or I are really qualified to to cover like, you know, we've talked a lot about equity and diversity, equity, inclusion, the district's equity plan. We know a lot about that, but we're not experts on the subject of diversity and managing and dealing with that and educating no, on that we can and all ask, those we, things. We're good at asking of the questions. Right. But we're not, we don't know enough to get there. But, so but we're not, we're not the right ones to answer. So I will say this, the latest, I will say anti-diversity talk, anti-equity plan talking point that what raised its head at the public comments at, at the uh, school board meeting last I think night. I think it's fair to say that, that, that it's not that it just raised its head but this is, that it, it came up. It's it been came, coming up for a right. while It's now. been coming up for, but this is like one of the first opportunities the public has had to actually speak in public comments at the school board meeting. Public meetings, comments in person. In person at the school board meeting, and so the people came. And so there there was a lot of commentary on critical race theory and, and all, all that. And it was all used as a commentary to be to to express dis displeasure with the continuing equity work that the equity plan is doing in the district. And, and that's all I want to get into on that part. My, my issue here is, is this, is the comments violated Godwin's law, for goodness sake. And, and for those of you who are not familiar with Godwin's law, it's basically the concept that anytime a conversation raises Hitler, you've lost, right? It's beyond the point. And someone literally from the dais last night made, not from the dais or not from the dais, but from the, uh, the, the, whatever the podium, the podium, the podium for public comments, 
compared the district's equity plan to the Holocaust. And I'm just, I mean, and at the point at which we reach that, you have lost, you're not going to move a single comment, you know, like a single wavering vote. You're not going to engage in any kind of a public conversation. That is, you, you are not that moving is, hearts and minds. You're not moving hearts and minds. You're not even really at that point engaging in a discussion. You are just screaming at people and they are off, almost certainly going to stop listening. So I'm going to say people, like if you have concerns about these things, number one, Understand, you need to go through and understand what critical race theory is before you say it is or isn't being taught or how it's being taught in our district. Number two, like maybe lay off the Hitler stuff just a little bit. It'd be a good idea. Or actually 100% lay off that. Don't go into the hyperbole. Let's have it. We can't have a conversation about this subject matter if the conversation immediately dives into make-believe and allusions to the worst human genocidal tragedy in our recorded history. You just can't go there. And and so that's my my thing. And I think as a result, the ex- second piece of work I'm going to give to Nick here on the podcast is we're going to get some people in so we can have a conversation about the equity plan, somebody who really does have a fundamental understanding of what critical race theory is. And we're going to kind of have that conversation about how all of that comes together, if at all, in in our district and what things. So th- look for that conversation to be coming. But in the meantime, man, every, tone it down. You're not going to say you're not convincing anybody by comparing David Buck to the to, to Adolf Hitler. You're just not going to do it. I, I I think that goes back to kind of when we first started this podcast. The drama at that moment in time was coming from the city council dais. And what we had noticed, and the reason we started talking about stuff, Jason, was because the real issues weren't being talked about. And they weren't doing it because everybody was arguing with whatever hyperbolic analogies of the time were. And so what we want to do is trying to – we want to dig past that a little bit and see if we can get to real conversations about about what the what the district's curriculum is and what they're, what they're trying to do and, and if it's the right thing to do. And I, I think we've got to get those those people. So – Stay tuned. We're going to come back on that. Yeah, we're going, so. we're going to we're going to put together the right people. As Jason, as Jason said, when we started. We're good at the questioning part. We're not the right ones. I, I got a forty-five minute rant about that that we could go into, but that's not good radio. No, no <laughs> we're not doing it. So instead, hey, I'm giving Nick homework, and we're going to come back. to this Moving topic. on. Uh, last night's school board meeting, they did talk about. The, I think this is a big one. You can get all the details over at at linktolesummit.com. The district did announce some the changes to start and end times for for all of the schools and the programming. A lot of this is spurred by this is not just a local thing. There's a bus driver shortage everywhere, and so in order to adjust the kind of their their routes and their pickup schedules and drop off schedules, they've they've changed the bell schedule for all the schools. So you can head on over to linktolesummit.com and you can see the details of those changes that the district has. And, and if you don't out. like those changes, uh, send your complaints about that to Nick at linktolesummit.com. No, <laughs> I'm just the messenger on this one. Uh, in other news, this is kind of this this kind of just just there'd been a lot of rumors, but it just kind of. Popped out in the last couple of days. The district did approve last night. They are purchasing what was the former home of Paradise Park. That is now going to be district property. Look, I what this clearly First means off, let's is, just say, I'm sad. My place for Galaga and Skee-Ball. There, it's, there's still another place in town. There is. But I missed that one. I, I understand that. And I'm going to say this is like clearly what this means that the district just hates fun. 
and <laughs> and they do not want anybody to have fun. Now I said they they're purchasing it. They they've obviously land is always an issue, and and locations of land is always an issue, and dealing with and you know the bond the, when we did the bond, part of that was an expansion of the early childhood education stuff, and this is their real estate solution for that um, as a thing. So we and this we, is land adjacent to current school district property. Right, it lets them do that that great beginnings expansion, early child expansion that they were wanting to do, and by the way, Jason, it's also some other land and facilities that they can kind of hold on to and figure out creative ways to put it to use for the district. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're all a little sad, we, but we don't want to mix our sadness with Paradise Park retiring as, a, as an event space for people. It's with batting cages, too. Yeah, and it's like, and really, almost the only ones locally. So, like, if you're if there's a batting cage market still to be had in the city, there's your there's your business idea, your hot take for your next business, Nick. You can run batting cages, <laughs> uh, and then in addition to that, but you know, can go there and deal with those sorts of things. But don't don't mix that up with what the district is trying to do. You know, my guess is, given the sale price and some other things of that nature, compared to what the 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 county appraisal is for the property, that the Paradise Park may have been on its way out anyway um, in the in the medium term. So this probably just accelerated that a little bit. But don't you don't get those confused. You can be sad about Paradise Park, but glad that the district is doing something to fulfill its bond promise to get get more space for early childhood education. And I and I think in the information that the district put out before that that bond vote which overwhelmingly passed mm-hmm. was there was a huge need to expand their early childhood education. This is going to help get that done. Yeah. So, you know, just that's just to keep those in mind, you got to separate those two pieces a little bit so you don't get mad at the district for uh, killing fun, my jokes aside, uh, and and we can go from go from there. So and if the kids look out the window from that place, they'll know where the library is because the the Colburn Road library improvement has finished and they on brand have the eight foot tall library library sign, sign across there. So they will never mistake where the library is. So as the daddest joke available as Every time I drive by the that either of the two branches that have had that uh, that that branding on their building, I, I do ask anyone in my car, especially if the kids are there. Hey, does anybody know where the library is? That's the only dad joke my son will participate in. Wow, that's a well. Then you need to beat it to death so he stops liking it. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of dad jokes and dad time, Jason, mm-hmm. this weekend it's Father's Day. It is. It's Father's Day. So here's my question to you. For Father's Day meal, do you prefer to cook it or do you want it made for you? Man, I'm torn on this. I I think my view is shifting a little bit. It used to be that I was very excited about cooking the meal, especially if I could put something that took like many, many hours on the smoker. And then I had to supervise, and I'm going to use the air quotes there, supervise the, uh, the cooking and giving me an excuse to do essentially nothing all day long except for supervise the cooking of the meat. But I found that, like, you know what? Like, I'm not even sure I want to do that. Like, Mother's Day, mom doesn't cook, right? Like, at all. She's, like, befitted and, and deservedly. Like, well, let's not deny. The, but as I, as, I, as I have aged and matured, especially now that my kids are way more capable of, like, being in the kitchen and doing stuff, uh, honestly, I kind of want everybody to do that for me. Now, I have a different, I have a different issue now because I have a, a scouting family. And my son is on staff down at Bartle Scout Camp all summer. And Sunday 
which is Father's Day, is Visitor's Day. And because, but even though he is down there working, we're going to, we have to go down, or we don't have to, but we do go down there on the Visitor's Day to see him replenish his snacks and supplies and do the things like that. that <laughs> Most importantly, replenish his snacks. Yeah. And, you know, and feed him a meal, like hopefully take him or take him to a meal that is not, um, <clears throat> camp food right and uh, and so that he has he has that working and and a, a brief reprieve so like for years now my sundays on father's day have often been uh go to camp go down to bartle get in the car drive the hour and a half to two hours be down there for a while and, uh, and so my father's day gets a little bit and all that whole process but you know it is what it is um and uh and so i'm hoping maybe that when i get home from camp that i'll just you know even if honestly you know, if they just order out from a place that I want to order out from, you know, maybe some, let's just be on brand here, some, some tacos, tacos. Uh, be brought into the house. It'd be, I'm, I'm happy with that at that point. So now, I'm a little different mm-hmm. because in my house, I'm pretty much the cook. Right. Mrs. Linktily Summit, not so much enjoying of the cooking. No, but she, she probably is enjoying the ordering. <laughs> <laughs> so I have often taken Father's Day as to maybe like, I get to treat myself to something special when I cook. Right. And like, you know, maybe the things because I'm cheap. Maybe the things I usually don't splurge for. Or things that maybe the rest of the family doesn't love, but you do. And you get yes. to, you can, like, you have to eat this. This is Father's my Day. My choice. <laughs> uh, I have gone more the last few years to maybe we go out somewhere mm-hmm. um, that I can feel like somebody's making me food. That's good. So what we're saying is, is we're getting older, we're getting lazier, well, and we don't want to cook anymore. I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this announcement. I don't know what I'm doing for Father's Day dinner this year. Me either. I mean, I know I'm going down. To, I know I'm going to camp, but have I'll be you, home by the evening. So. Have you ever had a tie as a gift for Father's Day? Has that cliche happened to you? No, I have gotten socks, but they were cool socks. So I didn't mind that. And no, because like my family knows that. I mean, look, I'm a lawyer and I have ties, but they know better than to buy me a tie <laughs> for Father's Day. Uh, unless it's like an active joke, like, you know. It would be like, you know, a tie that's a fish or something like that. It's just funny, but they wouldn't like or buy one with my face on it. Yeah. They wouldn't buy me a tie. Yes. I want your, uh, one of your beer podcast. I want that logo on a tie for challenge accepted. accepted. There it is. So, but you can give me that for father's day and I will be appreciative. So. Well, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. I'm going to say this, Jason, from, from you and I, from the Lee Summit town hall podcast from Lee Summit. Happy Father's Day to Absolutely. all the dads out there. Absolutely. Make all the dad jokes you want on that day. That is your right. Matter of fact, I want to know your favorite dad jokes. Oh, you know, so Tell, many, send your favorite dad yeah. jokes to us. That's what we want to know. I can't put most of mine on the air because I, I tend to get closer to the blue territory than uh, Nick will allow this podcast to go. That's true. Um, I, I hold a, tight reins. As an effort to embarrass my children. and Because that's really the important goal of the dad joke is to make your children groan and upset. And uh, they appreciate puns too much, but sometimes they, they don't appreciate when you get into the blue tinge. Stuff. There you go. go there that. That'll wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time.